I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, I'm just off the phone to the Central Statistics Office and it's official. My guest on the podcast today has the longest surname in all of Ireland. Esther O'More Donoghue, or Esther Two Names, as she's more commonly known. Now, Esther and I go a way back to, well, two years ago. I first met Esther when I was a guest on her podcast, which is called The 80%. Now, the concept behind Esther's podcast is that she's 80% happy for her guests who she gets on to interview, 80% happy for their success, and 20%... Well, I suppose 20% resentful for their success, which is very honest of her and very Irish, I suppose. You know, that little bit of begrudgery that just goes, well, well done, but you bastard. You'll also be familiar with Esther if you listen to Ian Dempsey's breakfast show on Today FM every morning, where Esther is the voice of AA Roadwatch, bringing you the traffic updates from around the country. Esther is a very successful voiceover artist, comedian and a, oh, listen, she needs to be an author at some point because her comedy writing is hilarious. I urge you to go onto Esther's website, which she gives you the details coming up in the podcast. Sign up for her weekly newsletter because it is just gas. It's a whole load of random ramblings. It arrives in your inbox once a week and it's just hilarious and really worth signing up for. Esther and I also go to Casual Choir together, which is exactly as it says on the tin. It's Casual Choir. You turn up. If you can do the harmony, great. If you can't, just sing the melody. Tickets sell like hotcakes. It's on every couple of weeks. It's so much fun. You just go and you sing some classic L tune and have the banter. Tickets sell so fast, but it is brilliant fun. So Esther is just gas and lovely and a brilliant in this podcast. She brought along some poetry that she wrote as a teenager and honest to God, it is just so funny. So thanks Esther for being a guest on my podcast. Here she is. Esther O'More Donoghue, welcome to Collaborative Studios and thank you for being a guest on the Cringe Binge Podcast. Real? How does it feel now the old roles reverse? It's funny, I don't know what to expect. Would I be like cagey? Would I be open? <laughs> I'll be open. Yeah. So when I asked you to think about <clears throat> teenage Esther, what are the sort of thoughts and feelings that you had going back? What Wait. age are you now, by the way? I'm in my 30s. We'll just, we won't commit to a okay. definite. We'll Love keep, it. We won't commit. Um, but I... I, what I think about, it, I was like, just feel like happiness and joy. You had fun. And obviously, I was like, meet nightmare. Oh, full of angst at times. Oh, mom, I hate my mom. And I'm sure there was, I'm sure there was much snotty crying and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just remember having fun with my friends, and we just were just, we were weirdos and wallies, and we just laughed all the time. Like, I mean, there was 
I can't fill in the details and I actually have a terrible memory so this is a really bad podcast for me to do but just we just had fun we were just messers so what did you look like stunning I was a page three stunner from an early age no it's funny my auntie two of my aunts got married within a year of each other and in the first there's two photos of me in the first photo I'm like about maybe maybe a foot and a half shorter and I'm like cutesy pootsy she's a little child and then the next year I was wearing like my hair was like this perfect and the next year the hormones kicked in and I'm like oh and I just shot up because I'm five foot eleven so I'm tall so I was tall but like you know when you first shoot up you're just like really skinny I had stress eczema on my chin in this photo I tried to get some volume into my hair my hair is dead straight it was frizzy and just the hack of me but I suppose I was kind of just tall and a bit gangly and, you know, that was it. But luckily my best friend was the same height. So I decided someone, you know, kind of an ally beside me and we weren't, I didn't feel like I was stooping over all the time. But yeah, tall. So those teenage years of um, like spots and greasy hair and all that, I call it the gank stage. Uh-huh. When you go through a stage of when you're just kind of growing into your face. Um, ha- when did your blossoming happen? Because you are now very beautiful. Oh, yeah. So when did you go through the gank phase and everything and then blossom? Was it when, like, you're in your late teens or when did that happen? I'm just coming out of it. I'm just coming out of it. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose you kind of, I don't know. I didn't have really, you know, I didn't have really bad acne, although I did have, I did have eczema. That was really, or eczema, I don't know how people pronounce it differently. So that was kind of, that would, that would stress me out and then you get more stressed about it and you start okay. scratching and it's growth. But no, I think it was fun. We just, I was an awkward weirdo and you're just trying to figure out what you want to wear, how you want to express yourself, who you are. And I mean, me and, Lee, like me and my best friend, we, we were kind of, we were sort of different. We kind of were into maybe more alternative music. So at one stage, the two of us were going around like two army cadets. We'd go into like, into the, there's a, I can't remember what it's called, like camping shop off. Um, On Cable Street? Yeah. Yeah. And like going in like with, you know, army jackets and, and booming, I can't even remember, combats. Yeah. And like, where do we think we're going down to knock on shopping centre? <laughs> uh, can we have uh, some, uh, you know, Jenny mixes and bags of crisps? I'm looking, I'm going to shoot somebody. But So we were just kind of trying to figure it out. So I think that was a, that's what I can think of. We were just trying to work it out. And I suppose when we got to the end of our teens, we were kind of more... Kind of knew what we wanted to be, but no, we're still figuring it out. Your twenties are still like don't know what the f you're doing. So, so when you think back, it to wasn't you, one day when I woke up. I was like, oh my god, I'm gorgeous! Quickly take photos of me. It's just a gradual blossoming. Yeah, gradual. It's still so happening. when it comes to fashion in the nineties and noughties, what are the key pieces of your wardrobe that stick out in your memory? Oh, there were. I would kind of suppose yeah. So I started off like um, a trainee cadet with the FCA or whatever. Fabulous. So that was fine. Yeah, I just needed to be given like a wooden rifle, and there <laughs> we were going off in our combats and our boots. The state of us, not a boy near us. No, not those two freakazoids. And then it kind of went more oasisy, and then I thought I was a beastie boy for a while. So I think I just wanted to be in a band, and I was confused about what you know what, what clothes I should be wearing. Um, and then we kind of started going out to, my friends started going out to this, uh, like a club promoter and we're like, oh, we go to nightclubs now. We don't have to queue, we skip the queue. So we were looking for like little pencil skirts and, but we couldn't, you, well, it's not the same as it is now. You had to kind of hunt and assemble an outfit. So I remember I had these, yeah, we'd try and get like pencil skirts and duns and get our parents to like take them in at the knee. So they kind of come right down and these big clumpy shoes. I had these shoes in, from Miss Selfridge that were a copy of Mew Mews and they were 60 quid at the time, which was, Whoa. that was expensive. Yes. And my friend, I mean, you'd, you'd swap clothes and my friends would tell you, I did not want to swap my clothes. I was really like, okay, you can have it. It's fine. So I lent, so I lent my friend Nikki these shoes and she gave them back to me. She's like, there's your shoes now. They're back now. And I've given the shoes back and I was like, some 
something's happened to these and mm. she split the heel it's split in two and I was like my 60 quid shoes so that was my pride and joy so we kind of went from um, army cadet towards kind of a more what would be considered more traditionally feminine kind of look but mm. we were still kind of looking for a bit of an edge we were still sort of slightly off the wall and now that the whole 90s look is back in the shops now um, and I've, I was going past Penny's the other day and I saw like on the mannequin a string dress with a white t-shirt underneath oh, this yeah. like totally 90s my so-called life type of yeah. look is all back in the shops how does that make you feel have you bought any of this stuff well, to relive the 90s no, or no. don't want to leave because that's what you don't you just kind of wear the you know, oh, that's in you know the magazine I'm going to buy that and wear it because yeah I, I'm, I'm tall those proportions did nothing for me like a short little kind of kicky out skirt with the belly top with like a, a Mr. Happy on it or something. Just, I'm skinnier than I am now because you're just still not like fully in your body. No, horrific. And a big pair of those palladiums, clumpy shoes, skinny little legs, tiny flicky out skirt, a belly top. And I like the hickiness of it. No, we look, look so gross. So now you, I kind of know my body works with me. I'm like, I'm not wearing those. They would look so strange. So I do not want to revisit them. But I had them all. Yeah, like oh, Claire Danes dyed my hair red, had bits of my hair blue for a while. Just was in so much turmoil writing my poems, which I'll read to you in a while because I wrote poems because I was so tortured as a teenager. You know, it's the best way to express your oh emotions. Just get it all out onto the page. <laughs> yeah, the crazy. So, what? Were, tell me about school. What was your school uniform like? School was a school uniform was uh, like a maroon kind of, and it was as all you know, total boner shrinker. <laughs> L- do not come near us, please. Um, the nuns were like, no, we need to keep these these skirts long and. Uh, completely disgusting so yeah and I when I went in in first year you know you get the list when you go into first year and you're like and you need all these items for your uniform mm-hmm. so I was like I think we need to get everything on this list because I want to do secondary school right I don't want to show up and look like a total geek so I came in you know like gabardine grey gabardine oh, expensive grey gabardine coat like swooshing across the floor and in case it rained I had a clear full length mac to oh. put over it <laughs> And just because, you know, I wanted to match, I had my maroon uniform and then I had a lovely velvet maroon headband oh. and just the biggest. What were your shoe memories of school shoes? Oh, big, black, clumpy things. Clumpy, clumpers. Yeah. And then you see, we went into a rocker phase. So mainly we were rocking boots for a while, little ankle boots. And then... In school? Yeah. Were you allowed? Oh, we were allowed. Shot. We just wore them. Yeah. Wow. Rock and roll. Maybe that. Maybe that was third year. Maybe it was after we went to Irish college. I think we went to Irish college in the second year. The two was so we came back. We're changed. We like Nirvana. <laughs> it was probably because I know it was because of boys. But yeah. But that we we uh, we came back and we were yeah wore boots and stuff. Yeah. Deep into the grunge. Yeah. So as a pupil in school and a student, what were you like? Oh, I was good. Yeah, I was good. See, our Prefect? class. No. No. Okay. And I think I actually remember being like, huh. <laughs> Excuse me. Huh? That was totally. Everybody secretly wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely did. And I thought it would cut, you know, but it didn't happen anyway. Um, but what was it like? Yeah, so it was good. And we see, in our class, were weird because we were in our. It was divided into one A one, two A or one A one, one A two, blah blah blah. So I don't know if it was real if we'd been streamed. That, but the 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 word was out in our little block. There was all our classes were in one block, like a separate little section of the school. So all the first years were in one block, the second years in the second block. So we are like our own little ecosystem. And you know, the the thing was that we were in the A1, so we were the really smarty pantses. So we were kind of like, oh so hard walking the corridors. People were like <laughs> judging us. Oh they're the geeks. But we we didn't care because we were just like a little ecosystem and we just kind of just were weirdos and and had fun in our own little in our own little group because we're like if you don't want us we're gonna just have fun by ourselves whatever and then by the end you know you leave 60 and you're all like 
friends together but yeah. there was definitely girls in our year that we were like a bit oh, they're the ball girls we're scared of them a little bit um but uh, and did you ever get in trouble no and you know because again my best friend well I've loads of best friends but she's the one I've known all my life Leah was always like, when we used to play with Barbies when we were younger, I'd be like, okay, now the Barbies are perfect and we keep the elastics in their hair, put the little shoes on their tootsies, just the way they came in the box. And Leah'd be like, no, we're going to set fire to them, okay? Esther, come on, take the elastics out of their hair. Come on, come on, live a little. And I was like, no. So kind of in secondary school, it was the same. Like I would be making, we'd we'd all be kind of trying to make each other laugh, but I'd make, maybe make Leah laugh. And Leah'd go, and she might get into trouble then. But I didn't get into any serious trouble, no. That's a perfect friendship though, isn't it? That lovely balance of when you form an alliance like that that you balance each other one is good and one is a little bit daring yeah. and you both yeah. look after each but, other yeah we're all, I love that yeah it was good fun so throughout your teenage years what was your relationship like with your family uh, yeah I mean I'm sure I mean I when I was looking through all these boxes of things like I hate mum I'd written on certain bits you know because I mean you know when I remember when I was in primary school my big thing was like I've diary entries that were like oh my god mum's so unfair why can't I watch EastEnders you know, because because she and I know why she wouldn't because it's so miserable and bleak and an eight year old shouldn't be watching. But I was like, I just want to see what's going on in Albert Square. Aww. So uh, my granny, when we get into my granny's and I watch it, like him <laughs> watching it with my granny. So it was fun. But um, so I think there was a bit of that carried on into your into my teenage years. And when I think now, it's like heartbreaking. You're like, no one's going to love you more than your mum or your dad mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, but at the time, oh, nobody gets me. It's so painful. I don't think there's anything, anything too unusual, but um. Yeah. And are you an only child or do you have siblings? No, a little, a little brother, a younger brother. So and we're great friends as well now. So what's just the, the age gap? A year and nine months. Okay. So, so I was one close. and they were like, come on, let's make another one. This one's incredible. <laughs> let's get it going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so we're great, we're great friends and um, yeah, just the two of us. And the only two or more done who's in the world. And when all the hormones kicked in and you noticed boys. Yeah. Tell me about, do you remember your first crush? Do I remember first because I mean in secondary school yeah ah yeah he was like he kind of had because I was into me rocker kind of mm. you know music boys so I was like oh he looks like Kirk Cobain <laughs> I love him <laughs> he's gorgeous and he used to wear cardigans I mean the hickiness as well <laughs> I mean but he's got Converse All-Stars so we're gonna get married basically <laughs> and we just like remember we used to sit in my friend Grania's kitchen and we'd see the boys, the group of boys, across one of the lads' house and we'd see them. We'd be like looking out just to spy on them because you have nothing to do all day. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to do. You're just, you know, wandering around from house to house trying to find them to do so we can look at them and then we might see one of them turn. They're probably looking, turning to look at something, you know, oh, look, there's a mouse or something like that. But like, oh my God, they're looking at us. Oh my God, this is So embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And then I remember, I remember one time like walking outside our house and I don't know, we're going to the chip or something. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to turn right now and see if he turns around as well. Okay. So then we, I remember we walked a little bit and I, and he turned around too. And I was like, oh my God, it's love. <laughs> he turned around. But she was terrible because we there used to be a big green in one section of it. And we'd see them, like if we saw them across the green, Leah was terrible. She like gave me a complex for you. She'd be like, oh my God, I can see him. There he is. Oh my God, you're going red. <laughs> You are pulling such a redner. <laughs> you, and oh I'd be like, God. will you stop? Because it was like a long, like a slow motion car crash. And we'd have to pass. I'm like, hi, hi. You know, mm. and just kind of totally ignore each other. But yeah, but I don't know. There was, 
there was boys. They were in and they were out. But did you go to an all girls school? Yeah. So how did the interactions happen? Was it where you lived and around it, or with boys, or we, yeah, there were. I don't know how though that little group. I think you know the way when you're that age, you just kind of see someone who kind of dresses the way you think you'd mm-hmm. like that kind, of, and you're like him, <laughs> and just follow that one. <laughs> And just follow. And then if your friends happen to find someone attractive in the group, you're like, that's grand. And then someone gets a boyfriend and they have friends and yeah. you end up hanging out. But no, there was a boys' school not too far away from ours and they staggered the lunches so that, you know, we wouldn't they have sex in our lunch break. Didn't. And get pregnant. Yeah, they staggered. So I think the boys were slightly behind us or something. Not that we would be having sex. We were just like, well, I was just like clueless. But um, so they staggered it so we wouldn't get pregnant. And then, <laughs> so... So, but the boy, but we had names for all the poor boys. Like we had nicknames for all of them. There was like, oh, this is terrible. One of them was called, we called him Bob Along. Why? Because he bobbed along as he walked. <laughs> and we would miss them. Like at lunchtime, we'd be like, where's Bob? Bob Along. Where's, Bo- where's Bob Along? <laughs> Bob Along's late today. And then we were like, oh, there he is. And we were like, Bob Along's cut his hair or Bob Along's dyed his hair. And then there was, they all had nicknames. And actually one of the girls did end up kind of going out with one of them. But we would just like hang out the window like we were in a chipper looking down at them and just like scream at them or talk to them. And they like they kind of, they were used to it. It was like we'd broken them. They were kind of like, oh, they'd smile and stuff. But we didn't fancy any of them. But we had a little group of kind of pets that we would kind of shout after in school. Brilliant. We didn't, we'd, no, didn't go near them. No way, Jose. And then um, at school discos you'd meet guys. And so when did that happen? Like what, do you remember your memories of your first kiss, your first interaction with a boy? Do you remember your first kiss? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually was in primary school. I think it was like in sixth class and then, but of course my BFF was by my side. I think we were like, okay, you're going to kiss him. I'm going to kiss him. So that's fine. But it was terrible because we, so we had a little smooch and then this girl, I won't even say her name, (laughs) from across the road who was younger than us had had kind of followed us (gasps) and despised us and she was like, I'm going to tell your mom. And we were like, oh my God. <gasps> so we had to, it was the like. wagon. Yeah, the, so we were kind of fast walking back to the house. I was like, I'm going to tell my mom before you tell my mom. And so I was like, oh, okay. All right, here's the story. I guess this boy. But didn't you move the tongue around like that? And whatever. And it wasn't serious. And just a little kiss on the lips. And then um, mom was like, that's fine. Okay. And then ding dong. <gasps> and then, yeah, the little wagon. Yeah. So that could have traumatized me for years. And then mom was like, yes, I know. You know, the way you're great, your mum be like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stick up for you. Yes, I know. And it's fine. Okay. I'm Time for well you to go away. back home. I'm well aware that my daughter, <laughs> who's in sixth class, was kissing a boy in a field. And actually, I'm traumatised by it, but I have to pretend. Amazing. So, yeah. So, I had my little smooch. And then, what about snog snogs? Like, real getting into the old Frenchies with the tongues and all that. Who the f- I mean, I don't remember. Like, that was the first little peck. But I don't remember who was after that, to be honest. I honestly don't. Did you do snogging in teen discos? Ah, yeah. We Did you do any old Will You Shave Me Friend? Yeah, loads. Of that. Like, right. and the, when you're so funny, you kind of like, kind of stand at an angle and just be like pretending that you don't know the person's <laughs> looking at you and be like, like a piece of meat. And, um, and then you might come back, no, unfortunately, it's a no this time. <laughs> we didn't. But come on, let's go around. Come on, let's just go for a little stroll around or some song and come on. So yeah, you just kind of sell all your friends to each other and they'd be like, I kissed him, he's a good kiss. You should kiss him too. Like we would, we, it was kind of like volume. We didn't, we really yeah, didn't volume. care. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just about clocking up the numbers to get practice. Clocking up the numbers to get practice. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we did the, at the school discos. So which school discos do you go? did you go to and what are your memories of teen discos? Yeah, they were fun. Of course, it was a big production. What are you going to wear? And who's going to drive us there? And how are you going to pretend that you haven't taken any drink and you have a little bit sometimes? Um, so we went, I don't know how, how did you get into the school discos? Like Wesley was the first one, I think. And um, that place was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it was unreal. So um 
Yeah, so we went to all of those, like, what, I can't remember the ones, like, there was one in Taney, and Black Rock, we went to, we hit all the, we went to all the clubs, <laughs> all the clubs, and the one, one across the, kind of across the, the rugby pitch from Wesley, um, Bective. Yeah, it was Bective, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that was, like, you graduated to Bective, you yeah. were a little bit older, like, yeah. you know, like, 14 or something, Um how we got away with it back in the day was unbelievable. How like, you know, got away with the it. drinking in the queue I and everything. Know, and everybody know. with the fake IDs who just give the nod in you go. The amount of underage drinking yeah. was insane. A friend of mine had, um, she used to have these really wide trousers and she just had two cans in the socks. <laughs> and she would just, and that's how I was like, this is, these are idiots. You know, how do they not even pat us down or whatever? But, um, yeah, they were fun and weird. And but what, yeah. what were you, what's your memories of those early days of starting to drink? What did you drink? I don't know if we had those I think you know maybe it was like scavenge for whatever bits you can find in the house but mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of drink in the house so I think it was probably like dolly mixtures or whatever in, mm-hmm. in a flask or in a whatever old bit of bottle you could find and then maybe alcohol pops and stuff but I was never really like some people yeah I was never really mad about drinking and I remember when I could realise like a little bit older not too you know too much older I was like oh I don't have to do I don't have to drink as much as I can't I'm like I can't I can't keep up with these people so I kind of scaled back very early and I was like when I kind of discovered oh I could have a like when you're older maybe in your early 20s have a glass of wine and just like it looks you have a drink in front of you but it's not a huge amount mm-hmm. of volume of liquor because I'm just not I just wasn't really into it but of course we you know on so it wasn't about going out drinking just to get drunk or drinking out to go on the lash that you No, I suppose it's a kind of a way you want to meet you're civilized sex and, well no I, I wasn't no I wasn't sometimes it wasn't but you learn and mm. I when I remember as a, when you got to certain age you realize oh you don't have to do this oh it's fine and my friends were not like come on Esther you know mm. no like, peer pressure no. or anything like that no I'm sure I felt it I mean but a, li- a little bit but no they were never like I'm gonna punch you in the in the guts if you don't have this fat frog or whatever. But um, no, so yeah, we did. We certainly, we certainly uh, drank. Remember once my I did. I had a pa- I got a paper round once in my like mid teens because my mum used to do a paper. We used to get the or was it milk? No, it was milk. And the every time the milkman came to the door, we'd be like, "Mom, your boyfriend's at the door," because she'd be talking to him for like forty. Because he was, I think he, I don't know if he fancied her, but mom was very, "Oh yeah, talking to him." And she finagled me, and my brother, into this blooming milk round. So I do remember going out. One, we went out, you know, uh, drinking in a field, and then I was like, "Oh, Rebecca." I've got to deliver this milk. Oh, I'm <laughs> I've got to go. Was it a milk round or pa- it had to be in a paper round because I couldn't have delivered my little bike. So I was like, like drunk yeah, cycling. So I was drunk cycling and uh, firing uh, uh, newspapers into people's houses. But um, oh yeah, we certainly made a fool of ourselves more than once. Because was that your very first job then, the paper round? Yeah, I suppose technically it was. And then it was a lounge girl in the um, local pub and the ensemble. I don't know, it was like Maid Marian. It had these long, a big long blouse. Like when you're serving pints and stuff with big long kind of, like a satyr's top that would just drip into all the pints and a, <laughs> and a crushed velvet waist jacket. Oh, nice. And, and uh, a skirt that I borrowed from my friend Lee who was like long. So the whole silhouette was just a big long streak of fabric. And I was like, you know. It sounds like you should be one of the people in Bunratty. It, it was a little bit like that. Um, and I remember the couple... 56p change and give you the six and you'd be like just give me the 50 you know tired arse but uh yeah we got into some i remember one christmas eve yeah going out after work with them and think we're so great and mum sitting in the armchair in the sitting room was a christmas eve was like where were you but she was pretty i mean she 
Yeah, mom, I think mum played it well. She probably wanted to explode inside, but um, yeah, we got to... I mean, I think they have to know. We say that very, very, very late. But I think mum was like, if I kind of draw attention to it, then she'll maybe go a bit mm. madder. But uh, yeah. That's the way to handle the yeah. teens, isn't it? Did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? I'll just go through my documents. Uh, I've brought some paper evidence here now to court. Did I know what I wanted to be? I no. You want to be a million different things. You want to be, and it's still trying to figure it out. And that's the thing. When you you know you go through life, you realize you can just kind of reinvent yourself and do different things mm. and at different times. Um, so I wasn't like I want to get into traffic and travel reporting. <laughs> I that's my passion. I love sitting in cars. You know that's not like I didn't have a clue, but because like, I did my degree in social science, and so that's a few years on. But how no. did you get into what you're doing now? How did that happen? I don't, how did I, well, oh yeah, so I did my degree in UCD and then I went to do a course in Ballyfermas and then I guess I just saw the ad for, was I doing other bits and before, I don't know what the timeline is, I think I was doing bits for magazines and stuff, anyway, just sent a demo in. Uh, the Nace Road inbound is busy but moving between the, 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 and they are like, we have to have this, we have to have this voice, <laughs> she's, it's stunning. Give so, us your tagline, Esther. Esther, watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and yeah, and then sure I've been there eight million years. But um, but anyway, but when I was in a second school, I don't know. It's probably something creative. I wanted this. I want to sing. I want to dance. I was. We were into speech and drama. We used to do fashes and and we yeah we loved that our little gang. Um, we'd always make up songs and bits. So um, yeah, I guess. But I like, this, let's go through this, this list. Is, okay, I want to so, know what's on it. <clears throat> this is when I was having a come to Jesus moment myself. You know, in my teenagers, if I could do anything, what would I do? Slash things I'd like to do. Top of the list. <laughs> Learn how to tango. <laughs> or flamenco. <laughs> what? Ah, amazing. That's a brilliant aim to have. Uh, but look, go to dance classes in Diggs Lane. Uh, where's today FM? Into Diggs Lane. <laughs> Ooh. And technically I don't work there, but I do do the, the traffic on today FM every morning. Okay. Two, act. Join Gaiety. I did do acting classes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Three, I would love to have a routine like French and Saunders. Uh, dash, comedy. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Because you're ticking everything. Well, oh, here's here's one. I was obviously going, okay, so if I if I die and someone finds this, I have to do something else. It was like, four, charity work with children. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Dash, working with the homeless. Then a little arrow, Chiline versus Simon Community. I mean, based on nothing. That's amazing. Uh, uh, then it was like, design and make handbags. I mean, what woman doesn't go through her design and make handbags phase. Oh, absolutely. I had a stall in Backrock Market for all making jewellery. I did lasted you? two weekends. Yeah. Oh, two weekends. <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. I what did you make the jewellery out of? Oh, oh, I bought about 38,000 euros worth of beads and I was like, I'm making beads of jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> There's not and enough why jewelry. did you quit? Did you not sell oh, it? I couldn't do, no, because I couldn't do the selling. Oh. Was, I like making things and I'm like, ooh, it's so awkward. And what, you were waiting for customers to approach? And yeah, hoping that but I mean, I learned a lot <laughs> over those two weekends. <laughs> How to merchandise things? Yeah, just plop it in. No, it's really, it's really, it's a tricky thing. Now you've got eight grand's worth of beads left. Is that what I've you're got calling? So many beads. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are like, please don't make us any more beaded outfits for our children. <laughs> the weight of the bolero jackets are too heavy for their tiny frames. <laughs> it's amazing. Much. What else um, is on the list? Oh, there we have. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Broadcast journalism. <gasps> but where are the yet? But I'm not a journalist. But and then so eight. No, this is unbelievable. And then eight. You might be psychic. Journalism, maybe. I should have put that down. Yeah. And but then the last one on the list is the best. <laughs> so if I'm not designing and making handbags or do, being a broadcast journalist or doing charity work with children I'm number nine joining Greenpeace <laughs> amazing we all want it I had a Greenpeace homework notebook Greenpeace, where's Greenpeace these days well they're still they're alive and kicking yeah but they don't do anything like green, they did back then look at this I've got a Green Party badge she's oh, Louise oh my circle. god and it says and then just to keep it vague campaign for issues make recycling more commonplace in <laughs> Homes. You're doing Arrow. all of these things. Educate people. Mic drop. Listen, you're doing all of these Hello. things. Hello. Do you have a recycling bin in your house? No, but did you not get when I read it in your newsletter? You got a, spe- a special new one for collecting the um, oh, fat and, and baby wipes and yes, all those. Yes, yes. Because in work, I've <laughs> you're saving the planet. Like yesterday. I have. Uh, yeah. If anyone, if you want to Google gunk pot, what's a gunk yeah, pot? Yeah, gunk pot. That's it. Yeah, you're scraping the fat off any bit of your 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 plates or your frying pan and you put it in your little gunk pot yeah. wait for it to cool and then put it in the bin you can't tip anything down the sink anymore okay. no oils because we're, we're we're creating fatbergs and it's not good and then what, you. can you put baby wipes in there as well or what's the story just put the baby you shouldn't be using baby wipes you should try try and use your old flannels or your, your face cloths and stuff and rewashable re, mm-hmm. things but put your if you're if you have a stash of baby wipes you need to use put them in the bin don't put them down the loo do not don't use them. Don't because use Because they actually don't take your makeup off. They just rip the face off you. So just yeah. stop using them completely and just use a bit of cotton wool and yeah. then that can go into the compost. Yeah. Or get a load of face cloths. Oh my gosh. Listen, we should be getting medals for I saving them the earth here. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of things on that list now that you've ticked off, which is astonishing what that I you mean? really kind of, you obviously yeah. knew what your talents were and your gifts and what, I you know, potentially that. you could use in the future. Yeah, well. And podcasts hadn't been invented, but I think podcasts, if they had, podcasting would have been on that list. Yeah, as I say, podcasts and ripping ATMs out of buildings had not been invented yet, mm-hmm. but they are two viable careers and yeah. we're trying to make it happen. So, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Right. More paperwork. What else have we got here? Well, Give I us a poem. Have you got oh, an old poem there okay. for us? This, I think this was written about the boy. The Ooh. boy that we fancied across the green. Okay. Looking out of my soul. <laughs> Oh, they're so, so deep. bad. Waiting for the boy, gazing out my window until he fills my <laughs> my heart with joy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Loving the rhyme. It gets better. Yeah. Longing for his longing for his presence, longing for his presence, hoping that he'll be there, sitting in anticipation, even though he doesn't care. Aww. 
So I was realist. Doesn't give a shit about me. I watch him turn around. Is he looking for me? No, he's not. <laughs> I long to see his blonde hair. <laughs> I long to see his blonde hair blowing in the breeze. <laughs> what did you rhyme breeze with? Me and breeze. Yeah, me and breeze. <laughs> okay. Ah, that's so good. Yeah. Top of the class. I take commissions as well if anyone wants me to write poems for <laughs> their babies or whatever. Looking for that kiss to return to me, hoping he feels the same. When we're bringing back to a theme, sitting in anticipation, my love for him will never tame. Oh man, yeah, that's still a stinker. Would you? How do you think like I these poetry skills like happen throughout the teenage years and the expression of them? Do you think it's because like we're doing stuff in school that's like Shakespeare and? And is it the English education that we get that puts us in that frame of mind mixed with all the teenage emotions? Where does it come from? I don't know. That it's like the unselfconscious. is such I a thing. I have to get these out. Yeah, I don't know. It's the programs we're watching or whatever. Maybe it's like, yeah, you're, it was your, your, I suppose in your teenage years you are reading probably more, more poetry than you ever have in mm. your life. You're studying bookfuls. But you're like, that yeah. looks grand. Oh, Advent. Seamus Heaney left, right and centre. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. And they don't even have to rhyme. Yeah. They but just have to be deep And then you're so deep anyway As a teenager you're That you so just deep. You're so deep You're so much digging. in Your family don't understand you sometimes And you're like you've, you're, yeah, I don't I'm know I'm going to express myself in I'm going to express myself With a pencil and a some, And uh, on the top of this page Is my German homework Ich, ich, ich habe schöne Osterferien gehalten Ich bin ins Kino gegangen Means I went to the cinema Ich habe little women Und nobody's fool gesehen Sie waren sehr gut <laughs> I have no so, idea what that means I did French Yeah Well trust me That was Oh Now I also Another thing I want to mention Now this got? is more We in fourth year then We did German And we didn't want to do German We all had to make Our parents made a choice for us We wanted to do art and music And our little gang And we were like Forced to do German And I brought it up for years I still do um, So we did German We had a great German teacher And But at a certain point We were like We are here Political prisoners We don't want to be in this class And we had to do it In transition year And um, Our She's such a hard girl, Miss Sudway, and she kept pushing us and she got us to do um, the nativity in German. Okay. But it was an updated version and it was uh, Die drei dunklen Könige, the three dark kings. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so Claire and Jill were Mary and Joseph. We had a baby, you know, plastic doll for the baby. I was one of the three kings. So we all had, I was like, we were all soldiers who'd been in the war. I My character had clubfoot. <laughs> No, this does not make any sense. Because we were kind of more of a contemporary, but well, it wasn't really contemporary, but it was more like we were kind of, it was like, so we were, we'd been through the war. I, we all wore. <laughs> <laughs> so the notes are, <laughs> the, the notes are. Go on, this is so good. Esther has a big, <laughs> Esther has a big deformed foot. Oh my God. Are you telling me that you brought this home and had to go? I need a king's costume with a club foot. Oh, we were let pick our own costumes, which was <laughs> How worse. Did you do the club foot? <laughs> I sort of dragged my foot behind me onto oh, the thing. Oh, you just did it. Yeah, I, I used to use my, phys use my physicality. Oh, God. Because I'm an actor. It's just... on the list. Want to be an actor. Did some class in the gate. Keep up, Jules. Come on, keep up. Oh, my God. I then want to bring this play back. Then my, yeah, oh, we got into so much trouble. Grania, <laughs> Grania has no hands. Okay. Her soldier had had both her hands blown off in the war, and then Neve Neve <laughs> Neve shakes. So Neve was like traumatized. So we got into so much trouble. It was in the GP room in the middle of the day. Our parents had like taken time off school. We were pumping with laughter. Oh, we, just, you know, when you know we're we're going what to get into so much trouble. 
we must have been like 15 or 16 yeah we because we were like we are dead meat and yeah. the sister basil was there mrs soda was like oh her heart was breaking it was like you were such nice girls in the first year and we weren't being bad we just we thought it was yeah. it was so funny just being a bit club mad foot. yeah yeah oh that so is so brilliant trouble. that yeah. is amazing so um i'm dying to hear about this reflection exercise is this a religion exercise that you had to oh, do or what yeah. was it yeah, this is, I think, I guess this must have been maybe like, a, I don't know when this was, but reflection exercise, pr- personal to the individual. Can we recognize true love? Oh, here we go. Okay. One, when I think about my relationship with my parents, I, I am thankful, but realize that it's not perfect. She's great perspective as a mm. teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I think about my relationship with my friends, I am happy. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Good. When I think about my relationship with God, I feel confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I confused. need to think of it that one. Yeah. Um, uh, people who love me take me for who I am Conf- I'm confused <laughs> yeah and a complete nightmare <laughs> um, when I think of the people I love I'm satisfied and happy and finally it was the most important people in my life at the moment are my family and friends and my mum oh that's cute it's such a love-hate relationship so, isn't it with all of these teams? I'm angry I'm yeah. loving I'm confused now can you remember writing that like as in do you think they were would have been like honest answers or would have been right going I mean, going to get I me an tell. LA from a religion teacher yeah I think this is one of these things like going to a group and just mm. sort them out and you're like oh god I've got to come up with something yeah. so yeah I'll give my best answers now this is like you know yeah. this is holy me answering this is holy these. me yeah brilliant okay and what else is there oh, Valentine Valentine oh yeah this I think this is one of the uh, the guys from Irish college oh can you describe the outside of the Valentine? It's a hedgehog no. holding about 12 roses. A Valentine with love. Valentine, you and me. I never saw this man again after this card. <laughs> to Esther. Oh, I got my name right. Sending special wishes with a heart full of love. I think he lived in Kilkenny. So it was an Irish college. This is what he wrote. I mean, the, the, what did he, like, we were all idiots. I, I don't know who wrote this originally. It definitely wasn't him. I used to live in a room full of mirrors. All I could see was me. Then I take my spirit and I smash my mirrors. And now the whole world is here for me to see. Now I'm searching for my love to be. Never mind. See. Oh my God. The cringe. That was like, yeah, the cringe. Oh, probably thought it was so romantic. And probably so did I as well. Yeah. And of course, you would have melted. Someone's meant me a card. Yeah. So, and then I've got my dress design. So I wanted to be a designer. Okay. Well, like, listen, get out of the way, John Rasha, because this is Irish design at its finest. Mm. So this is a plan for your Deb's dress. Let me describe it one to the listeners. One of the plans. One of the plans. Can you remember what the plan for the fabric, just the type of fabric? It was going to be a very... Um, it was going to be a velvet. Oh, a velvet. That was going to be. A, I was going to drape at the at the kind of chestal area oh. and hand painted. Oh, 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 wow! Yeah, hand painted velvet. Yeah, you can paint. You can paint on velvet. Can you? Amazing. You can paint on anything. So it's beautiful royal blue. It's almost. It's quite a mermaid sort of um, inspiration. I would say maybe that was on my list. I want to be a mermaid. I want so. to be a mermaid and join Greenpeace. Join Greenpeace, and it's almost like a under the sea. Would that be a sort of yeah, a theme sort of for a, the fabric painted sort of yeah. flowers and I think that's seaweed. fair to say. <laughs> With, I imagine a me being a, yes, thank you. It and is, what that's is the, the right. big giant? Is that a hole slit in the side? What, uh, like, no, 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 I wouldn't what, be into that. that probably, what's this going on here? I don't know what that is, but oh, it definitely would not oh. have been exposing flesh. Oh. No way, Jose. Maybe it was a bit of a, a bit of lace or something. Oh, it's almost a peacock feather type of vibe oh, maybe, going on. Let me see. I know, so it's beautiful anyway. There's obviously a, a sheer talent there. What? Oh, I have a note. It says clear. So oh, I it's don't clear. Know. It was. You wear a slut. There yeah. you go now. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I was a bit of a slut. What, uh, if that was your plan for your Deb's dress, did that turn up to be your Deb's dress or what? No. What, what did you No, no, like I did design Debs? me Deb's dress, of course. <laughs> oh, of course yeah. it did. What was the it back like? In my history class, in the back of the history book. It was pink, it was pale pink and... Uh, yeah, it was pale pink and it was sort of, yeah, it was what I wanted. It was very simple and I had, oh my God, the conversations. And I was like, I'm going to have my hair pulled back, okay? We got our hair done in Tony and Guy. I thought we were great. Got our makeup done in Brown Thomas, a Bobby Brown counter or oh, something. amazing. And then I'm going to have fresh roses in my hair. <laughs> like a flower crown or? No, just like I had roses like stuck in the back. Oh, amazing. It was very simple. I don't know who I thought it was, but yeah, it was very simple. Pale pink dress. And um, do you remember who would have been your celebrity idols around that time? Because that's sounding kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow's. Yeah, sort of I think that's what I was. I, that's yeah. what I was vibing. Yeah, but it was the wrong fabric, so it sat completely wrong. So it kind of, <laughs> it was like, I I didn't think about oh you forgot to choose the you can have the right color, but the fabric has to move. So it was sort of like rigid, where her dress kind of flowy. Oh, okay. It was wrong. It was probably a flowy like cutting the bias and everything, and you were just yeah. Like a bit so robotic. I I just and I went into my the purse. I kind of got um my friend there's a wedding dress shop in uh, Paris Court but it was my friend my aunt's best friend oh owns it so I got my dress brought in there I mean probably she said once when I was seven we'll make a Deb's dress and I was like okay I bought the fabric and she she made it for me which is amazing that's amazing she was like no this is not your dress not going to look like that because the fabric is wrong but you know you live and learn Jules and who was your date for the Deb's my date was Gareth and he was a very nice man. I think he lives in Canada now. Um, he probably still hasn't gotten over me to be fair. He had to emigrate. He's just, yeah. Um, so, and I went to his Debs and uh, yeah, it was, I think we, Abba-esque were the band at our Debs. Wow. I know, I was on the Debs committee. I don't know how we got them. That was, I don't know how, maybe, because they were expensive, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was good fun and we all ended up in beauties in town afterwards. As Brilliant. you do. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, what else have you got there for us on that sheet? Oh, is this, this is another poem. Now this is another poem. Oh God, bring it! I love it. I can't get enough of the poetry. Oh geez, now this is kind of angry. This okay. is called. Now I feel, and I'll t- I know I've worked it out at the end who this is about, but well, can um, you give us a backstory on the where is the anger generated from? Well, the title is <laughs> the title is Psycho Friendly Star Killer. Oh, okay. okay, that's an amazing album name. Yeah, Psycho Friendly Star Killer. Okay, well it's a, it's got a connection to the music industry. Okay. Okay, so. It's so unfortunate that I'm milking you. It's so unfortunate that I'm killing you. I don't know what else to do. Should I be writing about you? Why am I choking you? Don't know what else to do. I'm a big lip to... I'm a big lip to fat killer. What the F is that? Like a big lip fat killer? I don't know. I can spot you at 100 yards. I know how much you make each year. I get pregnant just to keep you. (laughs) Should I be pissing on you? What? Okay, what? No one dare. No one dares to answer because I'm a psycho-friendly star killer. Oh, we brought the title in. That's good. Tried to put me up for slaughter. How sad you can't. <laughs> Tried to put me up for slaughter. How sad you can't. I've had his daughter. Oh my God. I am. I'm that young boy's mother. Stitch him. Um, stick him on my album cover. Act all stupid or misunderstood. Try to get press. We all knew she would. And I realised I wrote that about Courtney Love. Because oh I was in love with Kirkman. What a mentor. I think you were sort of like an early days Billie Eilish. I think so. I yeah. think you were Billie Eilish before oh, her yeah. time, girl. 
oh mm. my god because that is like very grungy like yeah. you know it's very like the lyrics of a song yeah. more than like in poem well, poem I think we should again refer to the list I didn't want to I, oh actually, I think I skipped that one I said I have a good voice I'd like to start a band oh, there we go on that. Right. somebody get <laughs> on to Imro quickly because this like or we need to get who Louis Walsh or something we need to turn it into a tune yeah she looks like a pop star she sounds like a pop star <laughs> she's a pop star give her give that girl a deal oh my god so did you ever buy any like magazines from the 90s any musicy magazines if you were grungy, you know the way there was like you could get just seventeen and Miz, and then there was Smash Hits and Big, and then if you were grungy, you were kind of into NME magazine. Yeah, no, I I love Smash Hits. Yeah. I love Smash Hits, and um, I remember my first Smash Hits. I think at Kylie or something when I was really small. I got my uncle to like lend me money. Can I borrow some money? I want to get Smash Hits. But um, no, my brother, even though he's younger than me, he was he used to get Q magazine, so mm. I used to flick through that. But um, to be well up on the music scene, absolutely. Did you watch Top of the Pops? Yeah, watch Top of the Pops. Yeah, watch Top of the Pops. We were the once they kind of got into our oasis phase. I could have gone two ways when I think about it now. My life could have been so different. <laughs> because I was kind of going more rockery and rockery. And I think I got into... Or not, not, I wasn't... What are they called? But anyway, so then I kind of went more sort of... um Yeah, the kind of ocean colour scene, oasis mm-hmm. thing. And then, of course, I went through my Beastie Boy phase. There was a lot of it in college, you know. Just wearing, like, men's clothes, basically. And Adidas runners thinking, oh, you're so cool. I was like... Brilliant. Again, the proportions do not work in this body. What are your memories of growing up in a world of um, no technology? Yeah, it's funny because we had the internet for a while when I was like, but we had the internet, but we didn't have to use it. It was there. I think we might have put sex in once, but you know, we didn't. I don't know. Yeah. So, is this now a home computer? You're yeah, home about? computer. Because yeah, yeah mum like they worked. They had a business from home, so for a while. Um, so I don't know. We didn't know any. Did you yeah. play games or anything? Was there any things like that? No, we had no interest, no conception of what it was. Yeah, okay. like we and then we, we soon ran ran up those phone bills when we a couple of years later when we were like, oh yeah. Um, Did you um, really want a mobile phone? Was that a thing that you wanted? Do you remember that coming in? I can clearly, yeah, I did want a mobile phone, and I think I remember Leah like was slagging me. I remember when it was in UCD till I got wasn't that's when I got my mobile phone, and I remember standing across like in the going into the I remember the SU offices were. And I remember, like, who was ringing me? There was no numbers in my phone. And I was just like, Lee, yeah, I'll see you in the restaurant later on. And because you know your best friend knows you for all your life. She's like, shut up. <laughs> she, what are you doing? There's nobody calling you. Your mom's calling you, you know. Hello, Esther, it's your mother. I'm just leaving a message, you know. Um, and you're just being very executive on I'm excited. I'm in college now, Leah. Look, I've got a pair of Carhartts. <laughs> I'm really cool. Um, so... Yeah, but like you don't know what you're doing. We were using it in a different way. It was completely different. And I have no concept. I can't relate it. We just didn't have it. So it was like, I don't know. What did we do? We we just like we did the same thing, but in like, oh, you know, sent eight million notes, letters, the letters I have at home, complete horseshit, killing time in class. Well, I haven't a clue what Morris is talking about. That was our math teacher used to call him Morris. Having a clue what Morris is talking about. Anyway, are you going to this this weekend? What are you wearing? Can I borrow your top? Mm. Whatever. The letter writing back in the day was huge, wasn't it? It, so was, it consumed yeah. an awful lot of time because that was the main way that we had to communicate, like, you know, yeah. and then, you know, because there was the fights to get on the landline and get, you know, get a bit of oh, time. But even when you, yeah, when you, got, when you got on the landline, like, hours. Mm. Hours and hours. The bills must have been disgusting. But um, must have been. yeah, no, so much note writing, so much letter writing, and I still like sending people cards and stuff like that. But it was on a different level then. I mean, what else would we be doing? Yeah, this is the thing. What else were we doing? Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. No, I won't talk to you till then. I'll see you tomorrow, and that's it. And yeah, what are your memories of um, 
school finishing for the summer, how did you spend your summers? I mean, yeah, they always seemed kind of cavernous and they went on and mm. it was just kind of roaming, you know. Mm. Um, like <clears throat> me, because me and Lee lived across the, the green from each other. So we were the two little cadets that would go around together. And one of our best friends now, Nick, who was like, we say we wore her down over the years because she was terrible. It's like, if we call into you, you call back over to us, mm-hmm. okay? But we were like, well, no one's going to do it. We're going to have to call around for everybody. And I'm sure we just wore everyone down. We're like, we're here, we're here again. You coming out? Um, and I suppose it was endless kind of wandering around, finding particular groups of boys for summer, carrying them over, and then maybe, you know, you know, having a, maybe a drink in a field, having mm-hmm. an old bonfire. I remember once having it saying, well, there was one of our friends' parents who was more sort of, turn more of a blind eye to it I think so we were like great okay so we can all have a sleepover there you know we had these sleepovers the cool parent yeah that were just it's like cool parent yeah Yeah, so there was always one there was always one and we knew it you you identify them very early but um, I remember once you were drinking field drinking we'll call it field drinking (laughs) and we had a bonfire and I remember going coming back we were all at the cinema we went to the cinema a lot oh we're going to the cinema what are you going to see Um, whatever you know the same film we saw 70 times wink so we came back how was the film stinking of smoke and like just you know yeah. and I remember going upstairs and we looked in her she had a little um, she had a little sink in her bedroom you know, some people have random sinks in their bedroom I don't know but um, sink in her bedroom and we looked in the mirror and we looked like we were, were Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins <laughs> chimney sweeps we all filed yeah we had a great evening I love the cinema it's a great way to spend oh, a healthy and we just like we were covered in soot and we were like oh my god we're going to get into trouble but she let us away with it so I suppose yeah and it was just like fun and just being complete idiots yeah those yeah. summers oh those, those endless summers. summers yeah so looking back throughout all those teenage years what would you say now to teenage esther i'd say yeah it's i mean it's hard you can you kind of have to live the lessons don't you and mm. you don't really know yourself and you feel so oh you can feel so awkward and gangly and just because i you know because i was taller so i'm like i wasn't you know like tony robinson like he's six foot eight you know but i was it, when you're going through all those hormones but i suppose you have to kind of come into yourself and go you're terrific you look back at your you know you look back at your face like oh my god you're brilliant i mean i know it sounds like from these things that i've said to you that i thought it was true but no i was like in bits you know most of the time but um trying to figure it out but if you could only you, you can't have that feeling if only you could have that kind of sense of perspective and but I mean, I'm so glad that I got in with the group of girls that I did and we just all thought we were great and we just were stupid. We just really were weird and made each other laugh and that was the main thing. We wanted to make each other laugh and we like did our work and stuff, but I suppose, yeah, just you're terrific and like figure that out. Can you figure that out a bit sooner, Esther, you know? Um, and now I just drink myself in. I can't get enough of myself. I'm going to play this podcast back 17 times <laughs> on all speakers in my house. Get the neighbours involved. Surround sound. Yeah, it's me. Well, we look forward to your number one single. And um, can you tell us as well about your podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, I have the 80% podcast. And this again, someone actually, someone was saying, talking about different podcasts. Yeah, Darren's got a great idea because it's really an interesting twist. Like, you know, the laughs you were like, what might make me laugh? And, you know, uh, Jules got the, you know, the cringe being come back in your 90s nostalgia. And Esther, your podcast is, you're just jealous of people, basically. And I was like, I suppose you're right, yeah. No, because I'm joking, now, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's like, the joke is, I'm, it's called the 80% podcast with Esther and too. The joke is that I'm 80% happy for the success of my guests. I so you know it. when someone tells you, oh, I got a new house or I bought a new this, and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> and your life could be imploding on the side, and you're going, oh, that's deadly. So um, that's what it is. So basically, I just kind of talk to people and find out how they got to where they are, and you know. Brilliant. It's, it's such fun. a great um, podcast. And also, 
the thing lighting up our inboxes every week. Oh, you're a newsletter. I feckin' love it. It's so good. And I want to see Esther Moore Donahue, the book. Yeah, I have to see it. You have the writer ability, the skill, oh, everything. It's, yeah. you're, you're, you to. have it in oh. spades. It's magic to read. It's so funny, so entertaining. So I need like a whole book of it because a week newsletter just isn't enough. I'm trying to crank out, trying to be the, S, the CEO of my newsletter. It's very yeah. difficult, Jules. Well, it's brilliant. And people, if you're not already signed up, just get this landed in your inbox every week for that laugh. It's so good. How do they get the newsletter? We can go to <clears throat> estheromd.com. I know, obnoxious. It hasn't been updated in ages. But if you go, th- there's a subscription. You can go click on newsletter and you put your email address in there and a little email will wing itself. It's way to you it every weekend. Yeah, fantastic chuckle Aww. every single week. Thanks it's so good. You. And I love this podcast. And you're so good. Jules is so good. And it's not, she's so good at like, Baking, like she just she did it there. She just big me up, okay, right in front of my face. But you know, I see her on Instagram, like just like liking and supporting people and encouraging people and giving people like little nudges. And I see even like with like you know artists, if someone, if you, if Jules is like into this, like I don't know, old candlestick. She's like, oh, this is the best candlestick ever. <laughs> Everyone needs to get one. And we're going to put on play, and it's going to be candlestick as a lead, and I'm going to produce it. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. But no, everyone. Like, me, if, I no, know if you. But if you've come out with a book, or you know, because you do need that nudge. Like you know, I've seen you. You, you buy you buy other. prints, yeah. and you're you know you're campaigning for Michael D. Higgins. Did you not get Michael D. Higgins elected? You know, you're I'm so good. <laughs> but you 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 really throw yourself into things, and you're very Thanks, encouraging, and you need and it's so. When you, you're you're not sure what you're doing to get that little confidence boost is so it's so great. So yeah, we all got to support each other yeah. absolutely, and that's why yeah you know thank you so much for being thank a you. guest on my podcast. So many laughs I've been from laughing was so good. Esther Moore who thank you for sharing your teenage cringe binge. Thank you. I just had a quick look there in my crystal ball that is both mystic and psychic and all things magical and I'm predicting best-selling author will be another string added to Esther's bow in the future. A reminder that my Instagram handle is at Jules Call Picks and I've put up loads of retro pictures from the 90s and noughties of all the pop culture and the fashion and the sweets and everything and there's loads of pictures there and people are commenting oh my god I'd forgotten about that. So Jules Call Picks on Instagram. Now if you're listening to this podcast and it's making you reminisce about your teenage days and your diaries and you're thinking god I used to write poetry like that send it to me please. All the details are on my website. It's cringebingepodcast.com and I'd love you to get in touch and in future episodes I'll be reading listeners' poetry and teen diaries. You can do it publicly or anonymously. You can type it up, take photos of the pages or record it as an audio note, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Send it in to me and I'm making a collection of all of the entries and some of the stuff is, oh my God, it is priceless. But I would love to hear from you if you want to root out those old teenage diaries so as always thanks for listening thank you to shane dempsey in collaborative studios for doing the sound engineering on the interview part of this podcast i'm jules call and this is the cringe binge podcast my 90s teenage diary brought to you by Acast, home of the world's best podcasts (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.